0: Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game. Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. You can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. And that is by the amazing author Maya Angelou. So. Thank you so much for tuning in again to The Profitable Photographer. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know more about me, my coaching, have a little conversation, just go to lucydumascoaching.com, Lucy with an i. And so let me tell you about our creative <laughs> guest today. We'll just jump right in. Ellen Bethany. Oops, it's Bethany Ellen. <laughs> is a celebrated and award-winning maternity photographer. Her lens captures the timeless beauty and profound essence of motherhood. Ooh, I love that. And when she's not photographing her gorgeous clients, she has a huge passion for helping other photographers reach their potential, which is why it's so great she's on my show. So hello, hello. Hi, thanks for having me yeah so where are you bethany where do you live
1: i am in cincinnati ohio
0: cincinnati i don't know the song uh there was a, a radio station sitcom i love that was supposed to be in cincinnati so anywho never mind because if i try to sing that song i'll look like an idiot <laughs> is okay. it super That's cold okay. in cincinnati right
1: now it is very very cold um very, very like dark and rainy the last couple of days, which I actually really enjoy because I think I might be a vampire. Um, I (laughs) love the, I love it when it starts getting dark outside a little earlier. I'm not a summer person. I'm a summer hater for life, but Cincinnati is land of extreme weather. So it will also be a hundred degrees and it could be a hundred degrees
0: tomorrow. Nice. Well, San Diego, sorry to say is pretty moderate most of the time. And Oh, I love San Diego too cold. I have a yeah. great little vacation rental above my garage. So yeah. I've had a couple of listeners uh, come come stay there. So that's been really fun. Oh, San Diego great. It is, I love it. So tell me a little about your background, what got you either into maternity or into photography in two minutes or less.
1: So I would say like about 10 years ago, 12 years ago now, Um, I worked retail for a very long time. um, And I worked because I was in college and my parents said, we're not paying for theater school. You've got to find a way to pay for it yourself. And I said, great. Um, I'll be a photographer. That sounds like a great way to make a very profitable income when I have no idea what I'm doing. And for a while, I was very bad at it. Um, and, in about I want to say it was twenty seventeen it was New year's twenty eighteen. I was going to make the annual New Year's post that every photographer does. Um, and I at that point had been photographing for about five years. Um, I had never taken a class. I literally just wanted to justify the expense of my camp. Um I had not filed for a business or anything like that. And I went to go make my like five years in business slash New year's post. and I went to go look back at the photos and I went wow, I hate every single one of these photos. I'm not proud of a single photo I took this year. Wow. like, And then I kind of started to have this spiral of, there's been no improvement in five years. My photos look the exact same as they did five years ago. I'm still doing, you know, selective color, um, you know, all the photos on a CD. I'm not even enjoying what I'm really doing and I'm not really producing art. I'm just showing up with a camera and hoping for the best. Mm. And I decided, am I going to make that my career? Is that really what I want to do? Or do I have a desire to actually be serious about this? So I attended my first ever photography class in January of 2018. um, And then I won a seat at a conference um, and I got to go for free. I just had to get there. And that was when I first met real photographers who were running full studios. Like it was that kind of representation for me. Yes. of like, I didn't know you could do this as a full-time career. Right. Uh, and that really inspired me.
0: Who were the teachers?
1: That was Project Obscura sponsored by H&H Color Lab with Sal Sincotta. Um, The pools were there and I believe there was one other photographer I can't think of right now, but she was very, very inspiring. And mm-hmm. so that was the first time I had ever really met anybody. Oh, and Michael Anthony. Um that had been doing this full time and had, you know, I didn't even know you could sell prints. And in fact, at one point I was there on set, they had like workshops for us to photograph. And Sal, I remember him saying, don't get your lights out. We have to go natural. We have too many people to get lights out and mess with it. And I looked around, everybody's mad because they can't use lights. I looked around and went, do people use lights outside? (laughs) Like I just was so new and so green. Mm-hmm. And everybody was so kind and didn't act like they were above me. And that Love really it. forwarded me into wanting to join the industry. Um, and so I just kept kind of working really hard at it and continuing to go to different conferences around the country. And slowly but surely, things started to turn around. And I started to see a real potential I had. And these instructors were seeing potential in mm-hmm. me. And now I speak at those conferences that I, I used to go it. to, and so. It's been a wild 360.
0: Yeah. So the moral of the story is get involved, join things, go to national conventions, uh, go to state and local things. We have a week-long school in San Diego in June at a beautiful USD campus. And you can pick one photographer that you spend the week with, as well as, Twenty other people, and that's what. Like, I'm really reminiscing about when I was where you were, and then when you went to those first things. I thought I couldn't join my local PPA group until I was successful. Oh. Not true. It's there. No. I would. I would have. Sped. Took me three years, and I was doing great. And then I joined. Um, and even just the first, I, I remember it was about how to make your own uh, things to put in front of your lens if you're cheap or something, but it was mind-blowing. And then I did a week of the West Coast School with Joyce Wilson. You might not have heard of her, but she's been around forever. And it, I strode in there actually thinking I was pretty good. <laughs> and then I got around a hundred other photographers. And I was like, Oh, Lucy, (laughs) you have a lot to learn.
1: I would say, isn't it like a fun roller coaster too? Because
0: my ego was so bruised, but right.
1: Either your ego gets so bruised or you really see like what kind of potential you have just by being around. And like, that's kind of the high you kind of chase, but in success is so loosely defined, I would say. Because what you might not deem as successful, somebody else is wishing and praying for. Absolutely. So why wait? Why stop now? Get involved as soon as you can.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I did, she had us partner up with people and do a uh, start to finish consultation, plan it, plan the wardrobe, plan the location. And I got my first merit on the image From that class of Donna Reinbold, who also has been a a teacher and a mentor to a lot of people. So, yeah. So, the moral of that story is get involved, go to stuff. Yes, (laughs) go to
1: stuff. Get out of your house and go to stuff.
0: (laughs) Out of the chair, out of the house, off Zoom. Um, Because it's also, I'm sure you've had this experience where you've had like huge revelations or inspiration. From someone you were talking to in the hall or over lunch, not just the teachers.
1: In fact, one of the first ever times I photographed maternity, well, not photograph maternity. My first ever session was a maternity session. And I was so bored out of my mind when I went and did it. It was like in 2012. I was Mm -hmm. like, well, that's stupid. I don't ever want to do that again. My clients, and let me be clear, like the photos that I hated, never my client's fault. Um, My clients were stunning. It was, I... Wasn't doing anything to make the the session exciting. And I remember doing a maternity session and we are child free by choice. And I was like, well, I'm not planning on having kids. Maternity doesn't even make sense for me. I don't need to be a part of it. And I went to this class at Shutterfest, one of the conferences that I went to. And Karen Bagley was speaking, who is now my mentor. And, um, she said, how many of you hate photographing maternity? And both of my hands shot up as fast as they could. Like, I was just like, man, I hate it. I don't know why I'm here. I had nothing else to take. And she said, why? And I said, because it's boring. And she said, then you're photographing it boring. You're the art director on set. That's your fault. And I don't think anybody had ever talked to me that like, (laughs) I needed it so bad. And I was like, holy crap, you're right. And Because I, that was the first ever workshop that you know, you take an image, and we've all had this experience as photographers. You take that image and you go when you look at the back of the camera because you didn't even realize you could take something so impactful. And that was the first time I had ever had it. And I was hooked from then on. And Mm. I was like, this is where it's at. And that's how I built my empire was something I totally assumed I was too good for or that was going to be boring just because I showed up.
0: Wow thank you for sharing that and uh kind of a similar so five years six years is that if i do my math time goes so fast
1: i think technically it's like this will be my 11th year photographing mm-hmm. it's my fifth year really actually applying myself at it or sixth year.
0: yeah and look, look what can happen um yeah so bethany shared with me that she's had just a fabulous fall and is rocking and rolling uh that that her office is full of boxes and so she didn't she didn't set up uh, her computer there and i'm like tons of boxes means you're getting work yes. so are there a couple of i know you said you're consistent with your marketing and everything you're doing are there a couple of main things that you're doing day after day, week after week, year after year that are like the heart of how you're getting all these great clients?
1: Yeah. So I would say the first thing that really jumped out to me kind of as you were saying that, and I was, I was reflecting, I was talking with a student the other night and, um, you know, I just put out this huge digital guide on, um, for my students, um, and it comes in a print form too. And he was talking about how excited he was to get it. And he was saying, I really want to put on more styled sessions because when I didn't have clients and when I wanted to be more serious about photography, I knew that it was on me to find a model and to do something. You know, I could sit around and wait for a client to come, or I could set up some creative styled sessions of my own and I could set up the maternity session that I wanted to have, right? And so that was something I just kind of built my first two years on was if I had no clients, that meant it was time for me to go find a model and me to set up something creatively. And I think over the course of two to three years, we probably put on 30 to 50, like very full-blown production styled sessions. Um, And I, you know, sourced models in different places. And I just, I had to be, you know, discreet about it because I didn't want, you know, to just constantly be putting out model calls. Mm-hmm. But I really had to work very hard to build the images that I wanted to see in my portfolio. And you know, he was expressing kind of his, his nervousness about wanting to do the same thing and put on a styled session a month next year. And that's kind of his goal. And he said, I'm just really frustrated. I want clients too. And I said, you're about to receive an entire 60 page book featuring images of when nobody ever wanted to pay me for anything. You know, it's about having the consistency, the commitment, the passion, um, and truly just the faith, trust and pixie dust that Mm -hmm. if you build it, they will come, but it does take quite a bit of labor of love for you to get there. Um, so that is really what's happened now that we're having these really great months, but it isn't because we didn't have bad months. We just had to create those amazing artistic sessions for ourselves
0: okay so my question was a little more ground level yeah but i like that we're at eagles view first um do those 30 sessions that are styled sessions that are not clients lead to any income or is it it the portfolio
1: i would say in a roundabout way so it wasn't like i would book you know, my first styled session, and then I would have five clients call and say, I want to do that exact same thing. Right. But it was looking at things that inspired me and saying, okay, I want to do something like that, but not the same because I don't copy. I want to do something for myself. Um so then, you know, I would find my my model, whoever that was, usually it was a friend of mine that was expecting or um, you know, somebody I could find through a local Facebook group or something. I would put on the session i would buy the maternity gown or i would rent it or if i couldn't find what i wanted i would make it i would go to the craft store and just figure it out um you know and i would put that together and i would showcase the whole thing i would document okay this is what i want to do this is my goal i would try to vlog the whole thing if i could or like blog it something journal it whatever i needed i would show everybody the final result, you know and it might or might not get attention depending on how the algorithm goes but it was partially for my audience to see my portfolio, and it was partially for me to know what I was capable of. And then I would rinse and repeat.
0: You've built a lot of groundwork of a community, of a blog, blog, people seeing your work, people, or people signing up for things. Just I'm guessing if somebody does 30 styled sessions and they post it on a Facebook and Instagram that doesn't have followers, the the phone's not gonna ring. So that I I see how that is part of a big like in marketing, there's not like okay, do this and you get work. So I see that as one of those consistent things you do all the time. That's part of the I don't know if we're making soup, it's sort of the the some of the chicken broth or something.
1: Sure. And the vegetables I would say would be like, I was utilizing my personal network too. So I was just tapping How into do you get every, a
0: personal network.
1: I was using every odd job I had ever done. And I had worked like a series of very strange, I have a very lengthy resume for somebody who's not even 30. Like I just, I kind of jumped into every opportunity that I could find. And so, you know, people from my church that I no longer attend would agree to sit in front of my camera if it meant helping me learn something because
0: how did you build followers that
1: that personal network is all a part of it you know I might have yeah so like my college roommates dad um not pregnant never gonna have any more kids right but when I caught him in the grocery store he would be like i see all of that stuff you're doing all of those amazing photographs mm. you're taking keep it up i'm so proud of you cuz i remember when you first started right and so it was that it was i don't care if you know it's not good enough to you know put on a billboard yet i have a network of people who are rooting for me and cheering me on because they're watching me learn in real time and so it was being vulnerable enough to share this is what I'm inspired by. And did I make an image that was necessarily as good as what I was finding from my inspiration or, you know, my original goal? Maybe not, but it was running, like, keeping those connections alive through my passion for what I was doing that okay. has a network of people rooting me on, regardless of whether or
0: not they can book with me. What if people don't have a network? They don't go to church. They live in a, a neighborhood where... the Everyone lives in their backyard. Uh, They're introverts. You know, you and I, we're out there in the world.
1: Oh, oh, this is where I'm going to push back because I am not an extrovert. I am an introvert that can put on a good. I'm also a theater kid. And like I explained that in my workshops, I suffer from incurable theater kid syndrome. So (laughs) Yes. I do love to put on the razzle dazzle, but like when this is over, I'm going to take all of this makeup off and I'm going to sit in my house and I'm going to need like six hours before I go out tonight to a basketball game with my husband's family. And that is not something that I would normally enjoy. Right. But I'm, Mm -hmm. I like to say yes to things. So this is where I push back. If you don't have a network, you need to start building one. And so that's where you're going to need to Start saying yes more. If you look around and you realize you have nobody, it's kind of that situation that I looked at where I looked at my photos and I said, I don't have any photos that I like. You got to go get it. Nobody's going to build it for you. You have to start saying yes. You have to start putting on pants as much as I hate doing that. You have to start joining local organizations that are not photography related because (laughs) photographers are not necessarily going to always keep your network alive, right? right? You have to have a life outside of your job. Whether Uh that's church, join a gym, you know, go to the library, start going to local events, but just reach out, say hi, make a friend because that is what's going to build that network and marketing is a game of eyes. So I might not necessarily book all of my Facebook friends in a session. They might even book with other people, right? But when somebody says, I'm looking for a maternity photographer in Cincinnati, I get tagged because people Mm. see the work I'm putting in, right? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So, basically, you're saying, if you don't have a life, get a life I
1: gotta get one
0: <laughs> and don't hide your light in a bushel, but get out there and let people know what you're up to. What I love a little aside teaching is I think also because you specialize in something, it's much easier for people to know, you know, like, oh, maternity, Bethany, maternity. with me at first, it was. Weddings, Lucy, weddings, Lucy, then it was babies, Lucy, that that's one of the reasons I think, especially at first, um, having a clear specialty that you communicate, you grow, you do those styled sessions or whatever you're doing, your paperwork, your marketing, everything can be so much simpler when there's a focus and then people think of you. But I would say
1: emphasis on specialty, emphasis on focus, because it's not, I still photograph weddings. I still photograph families Uh and I keep those people in my network because when they say, I know your work is primarily maternity, but I love your style. I want my senior photographed in the same way, but obviously it's a little bit different of a genre, right? Uh I keep those in my back pocket and I keep that network alive so that way you know, as I was starting out, if maternity couldn't pay the bills all the time, sure, you know, working a wedding was way more fun and more enjoyable to me than having to go put it in another retail shift. Yeah, But it was a matter of, you know, not niching down so far that I totally eliminated most of my audience.
0: Right. When I suggest that people have a niche, I'm not saying, uh, and you're not saying, obviously, we agree on this that means you don't do anything else you know if i when i was a wedding specialist if someone came to me and wanted a family portrait or a child's portrait or a dog i'd say yes now if they wanted me to go to their office and photograph their their dental machinery no
1: (laughs) but as long as it's relevant yeah
0: yeah as long as it's something you want to do So a specialty doesn't mean we turn away work, but it helps people, you know, it's, it's focused. That's what we do. We focus.
1: (laughs) Right. And learning how to, I think most of my greatest, I don't want to say achievements, but most of my greatest stories of my career come from just saying yes to something Mm. one Mm -hmm. time and, you know, saying, you know what, whatever, I'll do it. Um,
0: Do you have a story you can share with
1: us? Ah, that's you're putting me on the spot, mm. great example when I got that invitation to Project Obscura, like I said, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what I was gonna do. I just knew that I could say yes and cash out all my credit card points and go to Las Vegas on a hope and a dream, and if it sucked, then whatever I got to go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um that was the start of it. And there I sat next to some folks who I met, um, that were very connected in that community. And I remember saying like, I'm clueless. I have no idea what I'm doing. And one of them patted my hand and she said, come on, young paddle one. It's okay. We'll, we'll teach you the ropes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so having that connection in there led me to learning how to become a profitable photographer. Um, and now she's the one I check in with, with my badge when I speak at Shutterfest, she's right mm. there. Um, And it was, you know, saying, whatever, what the heck, I've never been to Vegas. I've never, I only have one lens and one camera, but why not? You know, let's just go. Mm -hmm. Or um, I've had several weddings where, you know, I've kind of said, I don't want to do any more weddings. I just want to focus on maternity. Right. And then somebody will call and say, could you photograph this wedding? It's on an active airplane runway and we're going to get married (laughs) Uh, On a farm that has a private airplane runway. You know what? What the heck? Right. And then um, I had a client call, and it was just because I, and this is another one is like photographers being afraid to be on the phone ever. Mm -hmm. um, And they'll say, no, I have to send an email. I need that clear documentation of what was said. And I go, answer the phone. And I answered the phone. And there was a woman on the other end who said, oh, thank God, nobody has answered my calls back. Um, Nobody will answer when I call, and nobody, responds, and I think it's because I have a thick accent and um, you know, I hated that for her. But she said, I have booked this place called Laurel Court um, to photograph my maternity session in. And I want somebody to do it. I would love it for it to be you, but you know, obviously it's based on availability. Well Laurel Court is a wedding venue around here um, that has a room made of 24 karat solid gold and i had been trying to get into that place for years as a photographer but i could never get the person to call me like we just the schedule's never aligned right Mm -hmm. she gave me the owner's number i go there regularly now um one week we couldn't reschedule because robert de niro was filming the week after mine so and like i have that connection now because i said yes to something that nobody else was willing to
0: yeah wow those are good stories so Thank you for all of this. I love your energy. And um, I hope that I'm making sense. You're making total sense. Great. So, One of your superpowers or one of the things you love to teach is about exploring your creative passion. Uh, So that is something that I'm interested in right now, because for some reason, and I think because so much of my creativity is going into podcasting and my coaching of others, my passion for photography is kind of in the neutral zone. And, it, you know, I'm like an artist. That's yes, I love to get my new iPhone and go for a walk and photograph things, but I really need some creative, like a kick in the tushy. So I was like, I'm going to ask her about how you. Jumpstart your creativity because selfishly, I can use some yeah some ideas.
1: There are a couple strategies, and I would say that one, all of it is going to involve having grace with yourself. And I think that that was the biggest thing I had to learn. I'm an oldest daughter. Um, my parents have always pushed me very hard, and I think mm-hmm. now they're realizing as an adult like maybe it was a bit too hard because Bethany's a little competitive. Bethany's mm-hmm. a little much, <laughs> and she speaks in the third person just like what she does sometimes. Yes, and they're like, <laughs> they're like, mm, maybe you're a little too hard on yourself. I'm like, well, whose fault is that? Um, but, you know, it's learning to speak kindly to yourself because mm. if it were somebody else, if it were another photographer coming to you and saying like, I feel like I can't get it started, would you say, well, what the heck's wrong with you? You've been photographing for so many years. What do you mean? Don't you blah, blah, blah. Like you would not be that rude to them. So mm. don't be that rude to yourself. Um, and there are a couple strategies. One, you can do the craziest thing that you can think of and just mad lip it, write it down. I even love gamifying it. um if you've never heard that term, that's like creating a game out of it. So, you know, tell yourself, like put all of your gear in a hat and pull out one lens, one light, you know, um maybe just add different factors in there, right? So you have to photograph a whole session on a 85. Great. I never use primes and I never use closed primes like that. So that's gonna push you kind of out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. while making it a little fun. Um, the one I teach my students all the time, go to the thrift store with $10 and 10 minutes. Make something happen with $10 and 10 minutes, go. Mm-hmm. Um, vlog the whole thing. That's so fun, you know. Push yourself a little bit more, but also I think there's power in taking a step back. And so if you really get to the point where you're frustrated, you're burnout you feel this constant need to seek validation online, you know, for what you've done, or maybe you just feel like nobody cares or understands, that's your time to take a break and put yourself in timeout Mm -hmm. and say, okay, I'm putting my camera down for 48 hours. I'm not even editing a session. I'm not looking at a session. And I tell people this all the time we work in photography. We are a luxury service. COVID taught us we are not as much as we'd like to be, for the most part, we are non-essential. Right? Nobody is going to die if you don't give their photos back to them in the time you promised. Tell them you need a, a couple days, mm-hmm. you know? And put yourself in time out. Because that's a sign that your body needs rest, and you can't, you know, you can't heavy lift every single day for the rest of your life. You're going to get injured, you're going to get burnt out. You have to rest your body, same way with your mind. Or what you've done, pick up a new medium: podcasting, writing. Fluid art, you know, be an artist in some other way. You are allowed to have a hobby. And at one point, photography probably was a hobby and it's no longer a hobby. And we have to keep that distinction.
0: Yep. So I love the first thing that you said. I want to review these a little bit and maybe you have more, but having the grace for ourselves. um, There's a point where, you know, I'll just be thinking, Lucy, you're not doing photography. What the heck? You're not doing anything of value. And then the other part of me says, hold on, (laughs) girly. Podcasting is creative. Uh, Yes. There are people in 97 countries listening to your show. You are contributing. So that's speaking kindly to myself. Um, and, And also trusting that we're I'm supposed to be is where I am. Um, I have a client who's going through a, a big life change and she's judging herself that she's not getting farther along right this minute in her photography. And we're a lot of times I end up kind of like a life coach when you're coaching, you know, to be successful, everything comes into play. And I'm encouraging her to realize right now her job is to ride this storm, she's on a ship, there's all these things, and get herself to calm waters and safe and then sh- it'll come back to her. We, we know it will. So I love that. Um, your number two was think of something crazy and do it, make a game of it. Um, I did that in my last day in Paris when I was with my sister, as I said, I am going out for an hour. And I'm putting on my black and white Henri Cartier-Bresson brain. Do you know who he is?
1: I don't. I'm sorry.
0: He's my favorite artist. You've seen pictures of his. And they're all black and white and he's French. And so I walked around the streets of Paris uh, looking for these candid moments that he calls the incisive moment where everything falls into place at that point moment. And if you were a little late or a little early, you missed it. So I have done that thrift store. So $10 and 10 minutes to what buy something and then use that in a photograph. Yep. Okay. Um, nothing will push you
1: like a deadline, but nothing will push you like an impossible deadline. Right. Yeah. So I was on a reality show called the creator series Where we had, you know, ten minutes to get a shot and thirty minutes to edit, and then we had to stand in front of a panel of judges and have everybody critique your work. Somebody went home. It was like very dramatic, right? And you know, we get there and they tell us you have ten minutes to do your session, and all you want to do is panic, right? Mm -hmm. All you want to do is get in your head and think about how ten minutes isn't enough. So much so, you waste your eight minutes thinking about how rushed you are, and two minutes actually shooting, Uh and By the end of that week, uh, and uh, when we wrapped filming, I was like, holy crap, you don't need 30 minutes, (laughs) you know, I don't need an hour on a session anymore. Because when you stop getting in your head about how little time you have and start just letting yourself do whatever and seeing where it goes, mm-hmm. you can create some amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. But we spend so much time over analyzing: is this going to be the best thing I've ever done? Right. Oh my gosh, is this going to be an amazing merit worthy image? Who cares? Yeah. Give yourself 10 minutes, run around that thrift store like a crazy person, grab a yellow dress and purple shoes and see what you can make, you know? And we've done that. I did that, um... I've done it with friends too, where I've done um, $10 in 10 minutes, but I'm buying his outfit and he's buying my outfit and we have the same model, right? Ah. Then it's even more fun. Am I going to create sabotage? Am I going to give him something amazing? And is he going to give me something? I don't know. So being able to have that in my back pocket and create a community with a challenge. Now I have three people that I'm hanging out with my model, my opponent, quote unquote, and Mm me, rather than just me by myself. Yeah.
0: So what I hear in that also, that I would add to our list, and it's probably on your list too, is do things with other people.
1: Oh yeah. Involve your community.
0: Um, But other photographers, other, uh, you know, just don't sit all by ourselves in our own little world. Um, I'm part of a group of women that uh, the, the... original cast, the original members, we started this group 34 years ago. And at the time it was to support women in a man-dominated profession. Sure. Once things got easier for us and there were more and more women in the industry, then we're like, let's keep our creativity alive. And so every month we come up with something we're either learning or we're doing that we'd never do on our own. Like something really fun is you take a a clear Pyrex, oh, it doesn't have to be clear, but a Pyrex pan, you put water in it, you put flowers or anything else you want in the freezer, then you pull it out and you top it with more water. And then you put it against a wind. you take the ice cube with the stuff in it you put it in against a window with a towel under and photograph these these beautiful things that have been frozen and i would never have done that on my own and it's so simple so
1: right and it, it's not necessarily going to book you clients is anybody going to come and say i really want you to create this for me no but it does show clients that you have the ability to push past whatever blockers may be in your brain and be creative and therefore you're able to be creative for them as well. Mm -hmm. So it's all part of marketing,
0: even if it's just playing. Yeah. 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 So any other strategies for kickstarting your creativity?
1: Um, I would also say like, if you're really in a rut, photograph something you don't normally photograph, you know, or go learn under somebody, you know, go second, Mm -hmm. shoot a wedding, or maybe that's not the right assist on a wedding before you just show up to second shoot or something. Or if you haven't done weddings in a bit, go second shoot and see how you like it. Maybe you do it. Maybe it's that's your body or your mind's natural way of saying, I need a new challenge, whatever Mm -hmm. it could be. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that so many people get addicted to a workshop or, you know, and not that they're necessarily bad. I just don't want people trying to go to workshops to find purpose. I would rather them find their purpose within themselves um and so whether that means taking a couple days off meditate do something for you and i think that the creativity follows
0: so i don't understand uh the part about don't go to workshops to find your
1: per- not don't go to workshops i guess yeah um i have been speaking with my students a lot on this is that you know if you are in a creative rut and i see students a lot investing in they think that they're investing in themselves when in reality, if they would get, I guess that my, more of my point is to get to the root of that rut, get to the root of the rut would be, you know, is it necessarily that I haven't gone to a workshop in a while, or I've had to have this discussion with myself. Do I miss my friends? Do I miss hanging out with my friends? Do I miss that instructor? Um, and do I just miss the wisdom of that instructor? Is my time or my money better spent in mentoring for myself? Is it better spent in producing a creative session by myself or do I, and is the workshop worth it? You might be able to say yes to that, but I would rather get to the root of where the rut is happening and see, is it, I'm not being paid enough. Great. Then it's time to look at your pricing strategy. You know, not booking as many clients as I'd like to. Great. Let's look at marketing. Um, or I haven't created anything for myself in a while. Great. You need to style that session, not somebody else. Got it. Or, you know, I'm not leveling up in my skill. Then a workshop is necessary.
0: Right. Right. A workshop where you're you're learning, I don't know, Yes. something new or business. So you just gave me one of the keys to the being kinder to myself is I get inspired when I go to conventions when I go to uh, workshops and there's been covids and I haven't been to a national convention since 2020 just before the shutdown and so duh of course I've been in my little house and you know I've been having this worldwide audience but from my house and so I'm giving myself a little extra extra kindness about, well, of course, those things yeah. that keep you sparked. I had, like last year I was going to go and then um, my mom passed a little bit before and the risk of getting COVID while well, we were planning her memorial and all of that and, and the grieving. She was 99, so it wasn't tragic, you know, it's part of life. But yeah, so I've missed four. You know, I know so many people and I make new friends, and I've been looking forward to meeting a lot of the people I've had on my show. So thank you, Bethany. I've, I've of course, I need to write Excellent. that down somewhere. Remember, you haven't been able to go to the things that keep you super sparked in the photography. Right, And it's
1: not letting go of the spark too, because you got to, I think COVID taught us at any point in time, this could be taken away,
0: Yeah,
1: you know, the event itself, but can we still hold on to the summer camp high after we have packed our bags and unpacked our bags? Can we still hold on to the connections that we have made and can they last us through these really hard times for ourselves? And can we be there for other folks as they experience the same thing. Mm -hmm. I think so many people get addicted to going and get addicted to, you know, I call them like my workshopaholics or my, my folks who go to these national conventions, and then they go and they don't necessarily take action. What I have found has pushed me is going, connecting, and learning at all of these. And I've learned things from WPPI and from imaging and from Shutterfest. But then what has actually propelled me forward is to say, Oh my gosh, that person inspired me. And now I'm going to go out and do the dang thing. Right. And so many people get lost in that limbo. And I just want them to step out just a little bit more. So that way, when they come back, they can say, look what I did. Look what I've done for you, for me,
0: for the whole community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. Um, it's, sometimes I have mixed feelings at uh, the photographic exhibits.
1: The green eyed jealousy monster gets me when I walk through those and I see yeah. all of these amazing photographs and I'm like, well, why didn't I do anything like that? Right. Did I,
0: did I do anything to do anything like that? Yeah. Hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, And I always thought, cause, cause when I'm there, I get almost like an overwhelm. And, and I sometimes think, is that jealousy? Is that this and that? And one time I was there and I realized what I'm looking at is, let's say there's a hundred images in the gallery and there's probably more, a hundred moments when everything came together for somebody, whether it was in person or some of that moment happened at the computer, but like all the energy that just one image Contains. Uh, and as a, I'm a, I don't know if you've heard the term HSP, highly sensitive person. Have you heard that term? Yes, I'm, I'm one a, of those. <laughs> I'm an HSP. And so part of that a- angsty feeling was just picking up on this psychic energy of all these incredible images. And yeah, so then I realized, oh, it's not primarily jealousy. It's, it's a bit of awe and overwhelm and all the things. So do you relate to what I'm saying?
1: Oh, absolutely. And again, I think that I have learned I can be mad or I can do something about it. Mm -hmm. And so propelling myself, I'm a, I don't know how much astrology you follow. I am a Pisces sun cancer rising, which just means emotions everywhere. Yeah, And so like I can get so down in my feelings and so emotional Mm -hmm. about, well, I am never going to take that beautiful painterly image that won the Gia and I want to win a Gia and I'm never going to get, I could sit there and wall about it forever. But I'm sure that Gia winner at one point had a moment where they decided, am I going to whine or am I going to win a Gia? Right,
0: (laughs) right, right, right.
1: That is you know being able to push past that and not let it discourage you, and in fact encourage you to take action, I think is where
0: I want to see more
1: photographers be,
0: yeah, get out there and do it do it do Do you know about the guy that tied balloons onto his lawn chair? Have you heard that story? Oh, this is true. They might have made a little movie out of it. Um, I don't know if they were weather balloons or just helium balloons, and he tied so many he thought. He would have liftoff a bit off the ground. Well, he ended up 10,000 feet in the airplane airspace. And oh. so they had to safely get him down and they were arresting him. And somebody said, Why did you do that? And he said, Well, you can't just sit there. <laughs> yes. So that don't just sit there.
1: I'm not saying he was right.
0: I'm just saying I understand. Yeah, we've got, we've got to take action. Now, some action may not be as advisable as others. But right. Move. Um, love this. So fun. Are you going to PPA convention?
1: Imaging. Yes, I will be there. I am walking for my photographic craftsman. So I will be there. Yay. Um, hoping to be around the trade show floor. If anybody has any questions, please come find me.
0: Yeah. So. If someone's like, what the heck does that mean? Well, with PPA, there are some degrees we can earn through being of service, through teaching, through serving your local association or state or national. And those are where you earn a craftsman degree and you get this lovely ribbon. And walking means that there's a stage and you get to walk across and somebody special to you puts that uh, around your neck. So your master's is about your photography, your craftsman is about service. Yes. Um, so what I find uh, or found when I was earning my master's and my craftsman is it was a way that motivated my creativity too, both yes. of them. Because like when I sat down and figured out what can I teach on, which was children, that's something I know more about than the average photographer. And I put together an original program that was a creative process. And it also helped me understand and be a better photographer because those tips that I put out there were tips that then I remembered to do every time. So that's that's another way to spark your creativity is to teach something is to say yes yes and teach it and get out there and support others. Absolutely. yeah.
1: Not only has it been like watching me take my image that made me go, <gasps> right, but it's watching other people get that. Oh, oh my God. It's the greatest thing in the yeah.
0: whole world. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, we mentioned the HSB highly sensitive person and just in case somebody is like, huh, what is that? There's a really great movie. Have you seen the movie, Bethany Sensitive with Alanis Morissette?
1: I need to tell you, if there's a movie to see, I have not seen it. It's like a running joke in my family. Uh, okay. They're all irritated at me all the time.
0: <laughs> this isn't like a bestseller movie. This is something, I think it's on Prime, and it's just called Sensitive, and it's basically about highly sensitive individuals and what that means. And she, Atlantis Morissette, is an HSP, and um, it helps help me understand We can show up like we're neurodivergent, but it's really about 15% of us in the world, it's like we have extra nerve endings, that we're sensitive to things. Um, And probably in the the photography and artist world, that average is way higher. So if someone's like, Uh "Huh, Lucy, what is that about? There's also books um, called The Highly Sensitive Person. And the one, the highly sensitive person in love is really powerful. So anywho, I've never talked about this before. Maybe I'll do a podcast episode on this. But I just wanted to to give give you, darling listener, if your ears perked up on that, I wanted to give you some resources. So you have to meet with clients very soon and make a big pile of money. So I'm going to ask you my last question. Well, actually, too, are you presenting your teachings somewhere in the near future?
1: So I have at all times, I have a Facebook group that anybody can join. It is Bethany Ellen Photography Education. Uh, we have information about my workshops there. I have at this point, I have set my master schedule for 2024. We are teaching a I say we it's me and the dogs. Um <laughs> I am teaching, um, a workshop at least quarterly. So if you are interested in any of those, we do everything from, um, I partner with a local wedding venue, that active runway that I mentioned, um, every year we do a mock wedding. So that has been a PPA program. It's now going to be a private program through me. Um, so instead of just going to a styled session, you are coming to a real wedding with real couples and real families. And it's a great time. We do um, a big maternity masterclass. I'm also doing one all focused on print sales in February for when things slow down if you're looking to revamp that business. So yeah, we've got a lot of fun stuff happening there. Um we do weekly live or not weekly but like monthly lives in the Facebook group.
0: So my initial question but I love that you shared that and where they can find out more is are you going to be at places like WPPI, Shutterfest,
1: Yeah. I will be at Shutterfest. I'm teaching at Shutterfest. Um, And then I will be around at imaging. Sometimes a couple of folks have me demo. I just don't have anything
0: finalized yet, but I'll be on the trade show floor. Great. Great. Okay. So my last question is to give you an opportunity to either share something that if, you know, we log out of this and like, oh, I wish I'd have mentioned that. (laughs) or uh, Just to wrap up something uh, to leave the listeners with a little tasty thought?
1: Um, I would say just say yes. Just find a way to say yes. I think that there are so many classes and programs, and I'm not saying they're bad. Um, Eventually, you will find a way to be able to say no, right? But I think everybody starts with those learn to set boundaries, learn to say no. That's probably bad. You should always have boundaries. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we get into a point where we are already trying to figure out how to say no when we could have had a really great story by just saying yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you know, maybe you just get a dinner table story out of it. Maybe you just get a fun story you can tell at a party, or maybe you get the best image you've ever taken. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to happen if you find a way to say no. So I would say have the courage, have the vulnerability, have the, the guts to take a step out on a limb And if you need someone to be your hype person, you find me and I will help you say yes, even more. Um, But that's how my journey has become what it is.
0: Thank you. All right. Well, everyone stay tuned for my quick wrap up. And Bethany, Ellen, this was really love your energy. And uh, it's eh, not too early for me, but I haven't quite gotten all my day started. I haven't read my email and stuff we just hit the ground running so you got me energized and ready to take on the world so thank you so much for saying Perfect. yes to being on the show absolutely bye for now bye oh my gosh i love meeting new people and especially someone like her with so much energy and vitality and great ideas um so i hope uh, you took in all the goodness and I'm just going to do a little quickie wrap up. I asked her about a little bit about marketing and she gave this big picture of doing styled sessions consistently and posting and posting and posting. So I love, you know, in marketing, there's not like one magic thing that you do that and you get work. Um, When you think of some things, some of them need to be big picture eagle view that you're doing consistently. So I I loved hearing that. Um, Okay. And then we talked about strategies for kickstarting our creativity. And she said, and I decided to be honest with you about some of my current creativity kind of neutrality, at least in the visual world and she said we need to have grace for ourselves and be kind to ourselves so i'm going to keep working on that um to do something crazy to think up a game or something like i'm going to take this one lens and a and one camera and i'm going to you know do x um have a fun challenge like go to a thrift store and buy 10 dollars worth of something for 10 minutes and get a model and do photography. That sounds fun. Um, take a step back and just set it down. She says, don't have to hard charge all the time. Do something else creatively, write, sing, dance, etc." I added collaborate with others, have some projects where you get other photographers together and do some fun, creative things go learn from somebody else, assist other people. So like when I was assisting my cousin's wedding just for fun, assisting the photographer it was so great because I had no responsibilities. And so I was able to take pictures of whatever I wanted to without any pressure. And it didn't interfere with his work. Um, and also go to events, go to things that will inspire us. And then her parting thought was, say yes. When you have opportunities or I would throw in ideas, say yes. And so if you'd like to say yes to connecting with me as a potential coach, just go to com. I am offering right now a small number of free Create the business of your dreams sessions. So, if you want to, you know, check that out. Give me a holler, even send me an email, ask about it, um, or set up the twenty-minute call. I would love to connect with you. And that's it for now. And we'll see you next time. Bye. You have been listening to the highly profitable photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.